You're listening to local programming produced in KUNV Studios. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. This, this is, is Talking with the Pros. The pros. Like professionals. This is Talking with the Pros with me, Jess B. I speak to the professionals in the world of audio to gain an insight into what it takes to become a pro. Talking with the pros. Today, we have Matt as our guest alongside my wonderful co-host, Polly. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hello. I'm the guest. <laughs> yes. So, Matt, tell us, who is Matt, profession of audio? You're doing a lot of things, and I want to hear about everything that you've got going on. Sweet. Well, yeah, I'm born and raised in Vegas. I got an audio a few years ago, or at least pro audio, live audio. And um, lately, I mix at a few different places. I mix at Stoney's Rock and Country, Stoney's North 40. I, works at, I work at Vic's Jazz Club as well. It's all under the same kind of umbrella. But I work uh, at the usual place as well. It's uh, one of my favorite gigs, actually. Um, shout out Carlos. Great venue. You should go there to see a show sometime. Oh, I've been. <laughs> I like that place. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I, I kind of bounce around between maybe four and five venues. I only work about 10 to 12 days a month, honestly. But um, it's really fun, super rewarding. And I love mixing. I love dialing in a good mix and, and feeling comfortable about it. I love when a guest comes up and is like, hey, this sounds really good. What kind of board are you using? <laughs> that's, my, that's my favorite. I'll start talking a lot about it, talk their ear off, and then perhaps even detract from the show because I won't stop talking about it. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, great. But yeah, I've been at it for about two years as far as um, getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. But I spent many years beforehand trying to learn how to mic a drum kit, you know, looking up random audio gear with my computer and just mixing my own silly demos, punk songs, that kind of stuff. Wow. Okay. So is that the genre you're currently doing right now in music? That's the genre I make. Mm. I make like alt rock, high high energy, like pop punk stuff, but I mix for a few different bands in town as well, which I really love doing. Um, Hunter's Briefcase, Audrey Bazell. I'm hopefully going to be doing an album with the band Sunday Morning, which is uh, some high school kids who are super talented. I'm really excited about them. Like um, the song, right? Su- Sunday Morning? Yeah, but it's like Sunday Morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. So like like morning. D- yeah. Oh. It's a very interesting little play interesting. on words. Um, okay. So yeah, I've been really trying to get around and mix for other people in town and kind of just like push the art out in Vegas because I think we have a great scene out here. And so I'm really happy to, to kind of jump in and, and maybe you know, provide some good mixing for, for people. I, I really want to push the standard up because, you know, you know how many local bands we've heard with silly, goofy recordings in their garage and two microphones and stuff. I love that you're supporting local artists. Yeah. That is so cool. You're going out of your way to support the art. That's really yeah. cool. Oh, 100%. I'm in, I'm in a band too. Like I'm just as much in the scene as everybody else. And that's how I met all these people. So I feel like the best way to be a part of the scene is to just invest in it and uh, help people out and it'll come back hopefully and if it doesn't no worries i I still had a lot of fun mixing stuff for people and i love feeling proud of a mix at the end of the day and i love when the song feels like it's become like a part of me even though i didn't write it Mm. yeah Mm, nice yeah yeah i love that you're out here providing audio and just bringing and elevating their music from the source (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so it really takes a whole 
production to bring that all together. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. You know, and now we can do it with a home studio. We can we can do whatever we want, and I really enjoy that much about it. Something I kind of specialize in or try to is like vocal production, vocal engineering, and then just mixing the whole record afterward. Um, that's a whole different process in itself is working with a vocalist because I'm a singer too, but it helps when someone comes in and they don't feel comfortable or whatever. And, and I can kind of help them ease their fears, get the best performance out of them. That's like one of my favorite things to do. And it's also what I have available to me right now. Like I don't have a full studio set up yet at my house to do full drums and all that stuff, but I can do everything else. So it's, it's really nice to kind of bring people in. They're like, we have these drums and we don't know what to do with them. So you're a performer also. Hmm? Yeah. Wow. You're an artist. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. I'm in a band. I'm going to shout us out right here. Quick plug. Hi, Sierra Club. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. We, um, okay. We've been around for five years. We're a pop punk band, alt rock, emo stuff. Uh, we got a show coming up February okay. 17th at Rockstars of Tomorrow. It's a music school. It's going to be an all ages show with a charity raffle. Uh, we have live art. We have vendors, food vendors, the whole thing coming. Uh, I planned that one with Shayna from Black Sheep Booking and my friend Kirsten, who works for Life is Beautiful. So that's been a really cool team. It's that This event I'm really excited for. It started out as like this weird big idea and I always have really big ideas and no follow through. So I'm really happy I met them because they helped me push it the rest of the way. And um, yeah, it's it's going to be really, really cool. There's so many items being donated. I think Rockstars of Tomorrow wow. is doing like a free month of lessons. We have uh, tickets to Omega Mart. We have tickets to the Punk Rock Museum. We ha- we might have some signed vinyls and things like that available for raffle as well. And um, an art piece from Eric Vizzola, who's an artist around town here too. So it's going to be a sweet raffle and we're donating all that to the foundation to assist young musicians. That's, so that, that is that's huge. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. That is exciting. Yeah. I'm yeah. really, really excited. And yeah, just back to what you said about um, being in the scene. Just yeah. Invest in it. You're, you're involved in it. You're meeting people. You're networking. And also you're building your circle of mm-hmm. people to support you. That's really huge. Yeah. And what I love that you bring, Matt, and it's something we've talked about before with those who have almost like a dual experience in the world of audio. They have them as a musician and an artist and you being a musician and an artist and a vocalist and then kind of entrusting with the performer and getting like that relationship built. So it's really comes down to, can I trust this guy? And then you bringing in that extra comfort to assist them in what they want to bring in their sound and in their artistry. Right. So what what was the catalyst for getting into audio? What, what got you in audio? Uh, uh, well, I had a passion obviously for songwriting. I was in a band, well, I still am. Um, and doing all the studio demos that I did when, when I write my own songs, uh, I eventually stumbled across, uh, one of my close friends, Adam Lerner. Uh, sorry if I said his last name on the podcast, didn't know if he want me to do that, but my boy, Adam, he mixed us at Taverna Costera a long time ago and we kind of just hit it off and he offered to teach me some stuff, but he actually didn't mentor me for the longest. He showed, or he introduced me to a guy named Justin Centeno, who has been my mentor for over a year now, I kind of can come to him with anything, but uh, I spent a good six months just hopping out to live gigs for free. I would bring my iPad, he would bring his, we would mix at the same time, and we would just talk concepts, we would talk about all kinds of things um, when it comes to live mixing, which was super helpful. Um, I feel like I kind of have an unorthodox way to get into this because I straight up just winged it all the way in. Like, I didn't go to school for this. You just I, brought your iPad. Yes, I just brought my iPad, and before I knew it, I was getting paid. Holly, <laughs> you might see me right. rolling up. So, what, what I love is you found a mentor. 
Yeah, accidentally, I found a mentor, which was great. That's and it's through huge. my band because the guy who mixed us liked my band. And so he offered to teach me some stuff. Then he introduced me to the guy that, that really taught me. Very similar to my story. I, I mm-hmm. found a mentor when I went to school here at UNLV. Mm-hmm. And it was a friend of mine. It was, nice. It's just a, a friend that I had in, at school. Oh, yeah. We spoke to him episode two. Yeah, we actually brought Sam, him on the really? show. Yeah, so Sam Friend. Yes. Yeah, so. Sam Friend. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know him personally, but I have been told that I forget who it was. They were like, you remind me of Sam Friend. Wow. Um, he used to play baseball. He did. Yep. He used to play at baseball. At Cimarron High School. He's going to wow. be like, how does this guy know me? <laughs> I played baseball at Cimarron High School also. Oh. And uh, I, had a, I had a teammate that said I remind him of Sam Friend, which is so funny. Um, I'm gonna have to look him up on Facebook and be like, dude, I talked about you in the podcast. Don't think I'm weird. In the sports space. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's or in the, in the radio show. I could get you um, connected to him. Yeah. Right away. I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. That's so cool. Wow. That's what interesting. Well, what I love is it's almost like a, a piece of advice for the listener. If you're interested in audio or interested in anything in your life, finding a mentor is key. True. Going to school is great, but finding a mentor that's going to help you and guide you through the process in your professional career is so key. I think mentorship is the, is the, is, it's not talked about. It, nobody talks about, hey, I got a mentor or I, I'm seeking a mentor. It's mm-hmm. almost like you just kind of organically find them or they yeah. find you. But they're so important. Having that support system, having that one person through the tough days even the best days, letting you know, like you're on track, keep going through it all. You know, there's somebody that you can bounce off any idea and they're just a wealth of knowledge. It's definitely a mentor, somebody who has years and years of experience that can help facilitate, you know, connections, help to grow you in your area of interest. Yeah. And I think my favorite part, at least in the case of Justin, is that he didn't have to do any of the things he did, you know? He kind of just took me under his wing, and I really appreciate that. Because, you know, I was showing up for free, but he was taking time out of his day every time he was mixing a gig to to really talk to me about the concepts and things like that. And, you know, I feel like there needs to be, like, a mutual interest. I wanted to get into it, and he saw potential in me, and I really appreciate that because it makes me want to work harder. It makes me want to learn. And uh, it completely fast-tracked the process like a hundred times over. That's the great thing about mentors. They really can see that, that you have that potential even before you even recognize it. Right. Then it sparks that interest that you had like surface level maybe. And then like, wow, I'm really interested in this. I'm really want to learn more. And they're willing to because they already saw that thing right. beforehand. Yeah. He saw that in you when you were doing it for free. Yeah, and I was doing it for fun. I, I had some basic handle on mixing concepts from the studio. We had to translate to, that to live. And then, you know, at the end of it all, he ended up hiring me on for one of his, the uh, the shag room at Virgin Hotel. Mm-hmm. He, he hired me on to work at that little club there. So I ended up getting my first gig out of it as well. So it was, it was pretty great. Oh, yeah. That, that's exactly what happened with me and Sam. And, and it's interesting because I think that's a catalyst for giving advice in a sense, like get a mentor, find somebody that you vibe with that is going to help you in your professional career um, and or build a friendship with somebody that you want to grow with and they can help you. I mean, you do stuff for free for a while, but they'll eventually help you get land your first gig. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's amazing. You had to put yourself out there, you know. I, everyone wants to get paid, but I just was learning something new. Like, there's nothing wrong with showing up for free. 
like 10, 15 gigs in a row before I took my first one. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I have an iPad. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you need nowadays That's all is you an iPad. need. I love that. Yeah. I remember the days when we had to bring the compressors. <laughs> it's oh like, what? <laughs> bring the compressors. And then there used to be a team of engineers. It was like, oh, oh you, you right. take the threshold. You take the ratio. You Crazy. take the attack time. Wow. Yeah, and then they would all stand in the room, and as mm. the recording would start, one guy would start the tape machine. The guy would start like mixing the the EQ, like during the recording, oh. whatever. Like, hey, it's, really it, it's like crazy. The whole recording process in a studio environment mm. was multiple people, mm. right? Because you know, in in audio engineer, there's still like just two people rolling up. Mm -hmm. If you're lucky, sometimes it's just one, right? So. To think about even in the recording space that there was a whole team doing dedicated to like to have those expertise like that's super important when it comes to audio. There's so many facets in this industry. There's so many little things that you need to know to have the whole production come together. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I love the theme of what we're talking about because this is about building a team, mm -hmm. even even if. Even if uh, we're doing the job and we're called, hey, uh, you got a gig today, show up. Some, sometimes we don't even realize that. We have a whole team behind us. They might not be there, but they're there because they helped us get there. Right. And, yeah, yeah. and it's so cool. And, and I love that you, you took the time to do things for free for a while until you landed your first gig. Yeah, of course. You just got to put sure. yourself out there, you know? Mm -hmm. And That's I'm sure it, just, I know them. it started as like an interest, a passion, and yeah. then progressed into something. <laughs> now you're an expert. I'll talk in. about that. Mm. Um, it started as an interest. We'll talk about that. I play a few instruments, and yes. I bought my first USB mic when I was like 18. And I remember using that so that singular USB mic, the AT2020, the classic, the one everyone gets first, to mic a drum kit because I just for some reason wanted to make my little demos. And I'm at my dad's house. He's got all tile. It's just like Ooh. so loud in there. And I have yeah. one mic on the drums. Worst recordings ever. But I had a lot of fun. And that's kind of what started it off because I was like, drum sounds need to be better. I need an interface. I need more mics. Like, And the first thing I actually learned how to do, which I think is weird, is mic a drum kit. Because I feel like there's so many other things you could learn in audio engineering first. But like I had to know. <laughs> and it just took me there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty complex, too. I mean, yep. that takes another level. I mean, you can set up the stage for vocals. You can set up the stage for a guitar and the amp for the bass. But then... Like, oh, there's that drum that kit. kit. Yeah, yeah. that eight mic setup yeah. or more. Like it, That's intense. That, yeah. That's like expert level right there. So yeah. you just hit it hard right out yeah. the gate. Just a, it was just a personal interest, honestly. Yeah. I wanted to know. I was like, I must do I this. I must know. My, you know. my original plan was like, oh, I can just make my own music and produce it all myself. Like, easy. Let's duh. go. And then, uh, no, it's not that easy. <laughs> that's what I learned. I find it funny <laughs> how to be a pro, it takes curiosity at the start like because you don't sometimes you don't even expect it mm -hmm. you don't even expect what you're going to become a professional in is going to be the thing like you don't know that you're going to end up being an audio engineer at some point in your life or being an astronaut at some point like you're right. curious about space and then all of a sudden you end up in a spaceship or <laughs> you, you start talking to people in the engineering department at a certain whatever club and then eventually you could end up working for SpaceX or NASA. Right. That's so cool. Yeah. Just lead you there, you know? Yeah. What was I going to say? Well, that's a theme. That's another theme. 
is uh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I I know you had mentioned the professional recording and mm. learning how to mic up a drum kit. Now, take it to the next level. You were mentioning off before we started here about doing vocals for an artist. Oh, so, yeah. So kind of like in that field right. of audio. Let's dive yeah. into that. I just started doing that uh, for other people than myself, which I got good at it by myself having to punch in and just record my own vocals for demos. But recently I've worked with, uh, his name is Jake from Hunter's Briefcase. I've worked with Audrey Brazel. She's a singer songwriter in town as well. And I've realized that it's so much less about the technical aspect of it. And it's so much more about just like managing how they feel, Mm. how they feel about the last take, how they feel in the room, if they're comfortable with you and, um, you know, treading lightly when you make suggestions, unless they ask for it. Uh, it is their music at the end of the day. You know, and I don't want to intrude and have an ego about it and try to change what they're doing if it's what they believe in. So I prefer to just sit back until they ask for my help and then I'll tell them how, how I feel. I've, I've helped with anything from vocal performance and placement to uh, is this the right lyric type stuff? Uh, should this be the right layer here? Should we add a harmony? I love doing that too. I, I'm pretty good at singing harmonies just kind of on the spot and recording them out. So I definitely... Feel like that's one of my strongest suits. I I can layer things up and really add a lot there for people. You coming in as the producer and just knowing what it is, what it's like being an artist on the other side, yeah. and just carrying them through and holding their hand. I mean, that's that's where the magic happens. That's right. where they have the space to be the artist that they want to be, and mm-hmm. you're just helping them and supporting them right. and cheering them on while also coming in with all of your expertise to get them there. People think. That audio is just about the gear, about the microphones and the signal chain and learning all of the technical aspects, but all of that is just complementing the human experience. Mm-hmm. And what I love is that you're bringing that perspective. You're, you're, you're talking about being a pro in a studio environment, and it's not all about the mics or the audio equipment right. or anything related to audio, really. It's actually more than that. It's about the person. It's about the emotions. And I want the person to be as proud of their music as I'm going to be when I'm done mixing it, you know? So I want to make sure that they have takes that they're happy with 100%. Uh, sometimes it's it's hard, though. Uh, I've had some, some people struggle to hit some things, and we've had to run multiple takes, and they, they, get, they get nervous mm-hmm. or embarrassed because mm-hmm. they're not hitting something. And I'm like, listen, I sing too, and I have also sang very poorly many times. And uh, singing is very vulnerable, right? It's the only instrument that's attached to you. Mm. And so it's really easy to get nervous and get embarrassed if you don't hit something, especially in a studio setting, because you got the headphones on, it's silent in the room. And all I hear is you singing acapella. So like, the last thing I want to do is judge. Because uh, I, there's so many people who have amazing voices, but if they're not comfortable, they're not going to sing well. And um, you just got to make them comfortable. I have noticed people, especially sound engineers, uh, or there's this like, talk that oh that's the diva or you know don't mess with the diva but i've learned to completely lose that idea about the diva because when the diva she or he is protecting her or his voice like Mm -hmm. you're you're the instrument and that's a part of you it's your actual it's inside you Mm -hmm. and it's crazy yeah Mm. it's just so that so just made I, me think about like uh, instruments in a case and a hard shell with padding. So <laughs> here comes the vocalist, the, the the main source, and they're just like being a hard shell. 
trying to keep it soft. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> but they're soft on the inside, and that's what you see, right. Polly. I think the Aww. hardest thing, and I think the hardest thing about audio is there's so much challenge to it. There's a lot of technical aspects, and but it's all supporting the artistic aspect of mm -hmm. of the experience. You have to know about EQ, compression, technical, you know, dealing with the gear, dealing with all of these different things in audio, just to then facilitate the environment, right? To be to be right for, right for the artist and for yourself if you're the artist. It's crazy it's so much yeah it feels good though when you get it right and it's almost transparent artists having a good time we're all having a good time it's all dialed in mm -hmm. every take feels like it's flowing um you know we're comping takes over and over and over flying in ableton just going at hyper speed i love doing that but all that other setup it takes a while to get people comfortable sometimes i've noticed what is your most exciting moment in audio oh no i well i think recently one of my most exciting moments was Probably one of the first times I got to mix on that system at Stoney's Rockin' Country because it's huge. Wow. The drum sounds really? are absolutely huge. Mm -hmm. And so I just love mixing in general. But from my background, my like rock background, I am a sucker for loud drums and like loud in-your-face mixes. And that's what that system's capable of. They use super nice equipment out there. And so I love that. Um, otherwise, I think like the most exciting things is just when the music comes out in a studio setting, like when my friends are happy with their song and they get to release it and everyone's proud and... It feels good. It feels good to know that that trickles down to me in some way that I help them get it to that point. Yeah, that's evident. So, I mean, anybody would be so honored to yeah. be working with you and being, yeah, being that <laughs> trust on the other side. I mean, I know we've worked together, so, yeah. you know. We've no, stressed out together even. We, we've, I've entrusted <laughs> you and it's come through. So at the end of the day, we're walking away with the product where we did a show, we did a thing. And just knowing like how you were there to, you know, you kept it together. So right. that's important. Yeah, yeah being, a, being a pro is not just being great at the job. It's also about being a great people person mm. True, as well. Oh, being a people person. That is the sound guy trope. The sound guy with the big ego and the short patience. I never want to be that guy. Mm. Never, ever, ever. Hard Agreed. to work with as a, as yeah. a musician. It, it's so hard to, uh, well, yeah, with an engineer that's like like that. It's, it's just, it it's stresses stubborn. you out as the artist and you're just trying to record. You're just trying to get your art out. And then he's stressing about something technical and that affects the artistic. They have right. to complement. The two worlds have to meld. Definitely. And they have to be a part of you as a person. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, so it's overcoming that, that challenge. So that comes right. into my next question is, uh, what's, the, what's the craziest mm. moment in audio? Oh, challenge? man. Yeah. Oh, so as we talked about earlier, uh, my whole career up to this point was basically just me winging it, like sink or swim style. Uh, no real education other than the stuff I've learned on my own own and then with my mentors but i picked up a gig <laughs> oh no when i very first started at um it was this company called creative technology and i didn't know what i was getting into yet it was an overnight uh stage build at a beach club and it was like a four hour load in like we had like three 40 foot trucks to unload just nothing but travel cases a team of like 40 people and i was brand new i like had no idea what i was doing and um we built this stage overnight and luckily i had like a head engineer with me to set it up and I was just asking him questions all night but the hours combined with the heavy lifting combined it was 10 hours and it was overnight it was honestly something I was like I don't think I want to do this anymore I don't think I want to do this part of audio anymore I prefer to be in the studio because the pay was really good but 
oh man, that was really challenging. It was hard just to stay awake, first of all. And then we're just constantly lifting heavy things. We're, we're building this massive stage over the pool. I was like, this is, this is absurd. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't believe I got hired for this. <laughs> like, <laughs> just leaned on the team though. And people were graceful and, and patient with me. So I appreciate that. But that was definitely my most challenging thing. I went home that night or that morning at 7.30 in the morning. Like, I don't think I'm going to take any more gigs from this company. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, overcoming challenges. How do you how do you overcome challenges in audio? What? Um, depends on the challenge. Uh, it could be a quick troubleshoot, something that's like really time sensitive and I have to like problem solve immediately. For example, the radio show last week at the jazz club when things weren't coming through right and I had to fix that like we we had it done before the end of the song but it just was not right at first and for another example is the other like a physical long challenge at some point i think i just dissociate into my head and i just get it done it's like it'll all be over in 10 hours if we can just complete the project i have no other choice i can't go home (laughs) (laughs) the most important question oh no Tea, coffee, or energy drinks? <laughs> ah, definitely energy drinks. Shout out Zions. Shout out uh, Celsius. Shout out every every energy drink brand just about. They're so bad for you, yeah, but they're so favorite? good for me. Which one's your favorite? I'm going to say Zions. Zions, it's X-Y-I-E-N-C-E. Some natural flavors. Only 15 calories per can. What is this, an ad? It might be. I don't know. It just feels electric in my veins and uh, it gets me going. It gets me going. Nothing better than that, especially when there's like a, like I said, a long load in. Mm, I mean, you got to fuel this somehow. Got to. (laughs) You got to. Shotgun and energy drinks. We got to make this happen somehow. (laughs) What's your fuel? I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. I mean, it's been great talking to you. Like, I want to go more into this, but like we'll we'll hang out again for sure <laughs> no, I hope so, so and we'll we're gonna come out to your show yeah, so i'm yeah, excited please do. That for that so soon it's uh next saturday the 17th so yeah i really want to go out and check out those venues now so thank you for sharing your side of being a pro being in a the pro. world of audio being a pro in the world of audio i love yeah, that yeah oh, so. thanks for having me i really appreciate it I felt underqualified to be honest, but appreciate you guys so much for having me. Yeah, <laughs> of course. All right, thanks.
I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And if you missed any of today's episode, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available, like Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Talking with the Pros with me, Jess B. I love you, and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.